Welcome to the Purple Butterfly Podcast. I am Danielle Turner, licensed clinical social worker, self-care advocate, best-selling author, and your host of the Purple Butterfly Podcast. This is a weekly wellness podcast I created to help you learn tricks, tips, and tools for self-care, mental health, and overall wellness in order to help you achieve a happy and healthy life of clarity and balance. Self-care is not selfish, it is necessary. That is why I am here to help you get back on track and back into the game with lessons learned, tips, education, and knowledge from my amazing guests. So sit back and relax as we take a journey into the Purple Butterfly. Welcome to the Butterfly Corner. This is your girl, Danielle. In the Butterfly Corner, I give you tips, tools, ideas, and education on the topic of the week. This week, I talk with Juan, who is the founder of Known Coworking and executive director of the Knownpreneurs Growth Lab. The Growth Lab is a program where BIPOC small business owners who have a product or service are able to expand their capital, customer, and capacities in a four-month program. The program includes mentoring, peer support, and networking. I talk with Juan about the importance of BIPOC small businesses and what he is doing to help BIPOC small business owners in Connecticut through the Knownpreneurs program. BIPOC small business owners come from diverse backgrounds and cultures and share with their communities through food, goods, services, and experiences. I did some research on BIPOC small businesses in the United States, and what I found was some very interesting stats. According to realwealthbusiness.com, four states that are leading in BIPOC small businesses are California with 1.6 million BIPOC-owned small businesses. Texas has 1.1 million BIPOC small business owners. Florida is home to 926,000 BIPOC-owned small businesses. And rounding out the top four is New York, which has 708,962,000 BIPOC-owned small businesses. Georgia came in at number five with 371,524 BIPOC small business owners. While these states do have such high numbers of BIPOC small business ownership, the percentages still tell the tale that there's still work to be done. According to OnDeck.com's BIPOC Small Business Report, the industries with the highest percentage of BIPOC-owned businesses are utilities, educational services, management companies, accommodation and food services, and healthcare and social services. Industries with the lowest significant proportion of BIPOC owners is agriculture, forestry, fishing, and hunting. Two reasons BIPOC small businesses fail is insufficient capital to sustain the business and inadequate knowledge of the business and how to operate. There are programs such as the Knownpreneurs Growth Lab that can help BIPOC small business owners learn how to obtain capital and education on how to run and sustain their businesses. So if you are a BIPOC small business owner, do some research for programs in your area that can accelerate, boost, promote, and help you grow your business. 
Be a part of the Purple Butterfly community that has been created to help support women with self-care by becoming a sponsor. We have sponsorship packages available that will help increase your business visibility. If you are looking for a partnership with a team approach that will further grow your business while helping your customers learn the value of self-care, a sponsorship with the Purple Butterfly Podcast is what you need. For more information on sponsorship opportunities in or to be a guest to discuss your field of expertise in self-care, email me at podcast at interullc.com. All right. So today I have Juan. Thank you, Juan, for coming into the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks, Danielle. Happy to be here. Thank you. So Juan is the founder of Known Coworking and the executive director of the Knownpreneurs Growth Lab. Juan is a real estate and finance entrepreneur who migrated from Venezuela in 2001. His experience leaving his home country and successfully starting businesses in the United States motivated him to increase social equality and economic development for minorities in New Haven. The Knownpreneurs Program is for BIPOC-owned small businesses that have a good product or service and are able to expand their capital, customers, and capacities during a four-month program. The participants enjoy being part of the Knownpreneurs community, getting to know their peers, support, and being mentored by role models coming from other same communities. Oh, that was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so explain that to everyone. Okay, Danielle, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to see that you have evolved your business and part of your business is bringing people from from the community to interview and the the butterflies is is called it. Yes, thank you. And yeah, and I I like the the butterfly idea because the whole process of how you evolve as a butterfly, you fly. Exactly, exactly. The whole image is is wonderful. So what what brought me here and, and why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, as an immigrant coming to the U.S. and really thinking about the struggles of, you know, starting a business and developing and all that. And also my experience with what happened uh, to my particular country. And I'm originally from Venezuela. And uh, one of the things that happened is that we, um, we basically lost our democracy. We lost our, you know, rights, uh, civil rights and economic rights for the most part. And if you can trace that to the cause, the big problem that we had was this wealth gap. You know, you know, income gap and wealth gap in the country mm-hmm. that really brought us to believe in, you know, someone who could really save us overnight. And at the end of the day, it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And um, me being 20 years here and uh, being able to develop companies here and seeing all the struggles and really kind of asking myself, you know, how can I, you know, kind of pay it forward? I thought about this program for a minority entrepreneurs who have the talent, the service and the product but they don't have the connections. They don't have the resources, the capital, and also the capacity, the, the, the training to really excel. Uh, now, I was also a banker at one time. I know how bankers think, and I know that they're, they have a lot of regulation. And what I've learned also is that the Latin community and the Black community, there's a, there's a lot of issues about really trying to translate, you know, what banking really wants to help you. Uh, and I think it's getting, I don't know if it's getting worse or not, but, but with all this technology and all that, there's more of a, there's more of a gap to really deploying those resources to these communities. Mm-hmm. And so what Nopreneur does is that it, it, go, it gets you through a process of, we call it curation or acceleration. 
for, for you to really know, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, what, you know, how do you scale your business? How do you grow it? You know, what, what kinds of capital you could, you could go for, whether it's grants or loans or, or investments or whatever. You meet the people, the right people that are working there. And then you go through a process of really accountability throughout the program, really checking on your goals and making sure that you achieve them and you're mentored throughout the process so that you could get to that point. And at the end of the program, everybody leaves with a $10,000 line of credit, which is awesome because now, now you start you know, being bankable and building a track record with the bank. Right. Yeah. And pretty soon we're going to be able to offer grants uh, and and many more things like, you know, the one year of, of free, you know, Chamber of Commerce membership. So you, you get a lot of perks. But I think the biggest thing about entrepreneurs is really the community that we're building. I agree. I agree. And, and just having that network, I now have 11, 12, maybe 20 other <laughs> networks in my community that I can reach out to for anything from getting my hair done to making a record <laughs> to getting some jewelry, you know, to getting some home health care for my elderly parents, you know, so like I can even get some hot sauce if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I have all these connections that yeah. I now have that I didn't have before. You know, I've actually reached out even since the program is over. I reached out to a couple of my co-knownpreneurs, you know, to ask some questions and get some resources. So even that in itself, I think is just like beyond anything else that you're going to learn through the program. I'm so happy you're saying that. And, and that, that's, that's the thing that we stress is that we're as big as our network is, right? So it's yes. it only going to be bigger. Right now, there are 35 graduates uh, so far, and we're looking to graduate about 168 more in the next five years, if not more. Nice, nice. I love it. Well, I guess you kind of answered it, but why specifically the BIPOC community? The BIPOC community is, is important in, in the context of what I was talking about, the wealth gap. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at the black and brown community in the U.S., it's about 32% of the population. If you group them as an ethnic group uh, together, uh, in terms of wealth, it's about eight to 10 times less of the white cohort, so to speak, Mm -hmm. uh, in in terms of wealth. And so you have a series of, of roadblocks to really starting and developing business when you have that situation. One of them is that you don't have the capital to start. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have very little capital to start, usually about 20 to 30 percent of what the white cohort, let's say, uh, has. And, uh, and oftentimes that capital, not only you have less, but you also need to provide for most of the time for like the extended family. Right. Right. Because you're helping, you know, a cousin or you're helping your, your sister that got married and then something, you know, marriage fall out. And then you're, you're helping everybody. You got right. And it basically drains your, your resources and you really can't prosper with that. So there's a lot of work to be done to equate that balance, to, be, to, to develop that prosperous society of people who are actually economically speaking in a really good position to prosper. Uh, we cannot be blind about the situation. And right. that's why I, I look at the Black and, and Latin population as, listen, we need to help here. There's a lot of people being helped and getting into a superhighway that are in other places of the economy that they have it all. And why do we have this huge asymmetry 
in the first world country with all these resources that you have available. It is amazing. And the, the real issue, Danielle, is really is a structural issue. It's dysfunctional because there's no the right organizations to provide that connectivity mm-hmm. and to help people in a step-by-step process like we're doing here. You know, and this, there's a lot of work to be done. Hey, in, in 2050, to the black and brown population could be 40% of this country, 40%. And if they continue to be eight, 10 times poorer, you know, what's going to happen? You know, right. it, 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 it is a, a national problem, but it also is a problem for towns, for mm-hmm. communities. And when you hear about entrepreneurship, you often, oftentimes you hear about innovation, entrepreneurship, and oftentimes you hear in the academia. But what about the entrepreneurship for the people who are talented and have a good product, but not the right connections and resources? Right. There's something that we need to put in. So these are gaps that, that I saw a long time ago in the system that I think, you know, if I could bring in an organization with a vision and structure to really work on that, we can really, really make a meaningful change, which is at the end of the day, what we're all working for at the end of the day. One thing that just popped in my mind is culturally, a lot of times, in the brown and black communities, we have this stigma that we can't help each other. And so I can't help you, Juan, because then you might know more than me and vice versa, right? And so we feel like we have to keep all the knowledge to ourselves, keep all the money to ourselves. There's enough to go around. I always say it's collaboration over competition. Right. And so this program, I feel, also helps us in the BIPOC community to see that we can all work together collaboratively yep. and still flourish in our own individual industries even though we're working together, you right. know, even in this cohort, there were other, several other mental health professionals as well in the cohort with me as well, but we all were flourishing in our own respective, you know, mental health this right. But we still were able to collaborate and still be a team at the yep. end of the day. And I just feel like that's very important for people to know is that we don't have to be in competition with each other. It's okay to like give out some information sometimes, Or to answer a question or to be a resource for someone else in the community. Right. It comes back to you 10 times. It just just gives you back. You you give and then it returns. It just just happens that way. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So what's next for Nopreneurs? I know you mentioned grants on the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) So what's next for Nopreneurs is really working on on a whole process of what happens after Nopreneurs. So when you graduate, what what takes place there? And one of the things that we are thinking about is identifying the different levels of readiness that an entrepreneur um, is. So for instance, if, if when you look at the cohorts, we tend to, from the point of view of industry, we take a gunshot approach. You know, I, we, we tackle every industry, right? Mm-hmm. But from the point of view of readiness, we want to make sure that you have at least two years in business. We want to make sure that you're making around $50,000 or more because we want to make, make sure that I can take you today to the 50000 and tomorrow to the seventy five, and tomorrow and, and next day to 100000 We like the quick hits part of it. But also we are identifying that within the each cohort, there are like three different stages. There are businesses who are uh, looking to uh, create a following mm-hmm. uh, and they are still not completely there to really leave their other jobs and really 
get you know 100 into that business uh so what you require at that stage is more more of a marketing more like getting the word out becoming known right so that's right. one thing that you want to work on it the second group it's more about yeah now i'm known now i can make a living but you know what i am my own bottleneck you know i i cannot grow more because you know i want to just take care of everything and and that group you got you got to really work on delegating about mm-hmm. you know assigning responsibility it, it's more about building the team and then there's a third group that already has a team in place and they're growing but the problem they're having is financial discipline mm-hmm. and because that that's the third group that's making good money but can crush and every cohort that we do we got those three different groups and so what we're doing now for the next cohort is really providing some specialization on on the mentorship that will provide that specific thing that you need at that different stages so okay. that's the next thing that that we're that we're going through to okay. really understand what exactly is needed mm-hmm. to try to scale it and you know where somebody could use a 10,000 online credit somebody could use 50,000 somebody 100,000 right. so there's different and then the other thing that is looking at an entrepreneur as a journey as a journey of 2 to 3 years about what happens tracking progress in terms you know number of jobs in terms of revenue growth and in terms of capital raising so we look at all three variables and we, what we like to do is we like to hit certain targets in two years uh, and every six months we're going to be tracking that and depending on certain parameters that we're we're identifying we're going to be able to give you some grants because you accomplish certain targets So that's the next one the, the next thing that we'd like to do in Opus. The other thing is that we're going to be looking for increasing the marketplace. We want to make sure that people like you Daniel have a kind of a forum for the industry that you that you work on mm-hmm. uh, and be more some specialization in it. You know maybe you know one you become an ambassador to to the group of you know mental health for instance and right. then, then we we could throw in it's like it's like college in college in certain colleges you come up with an idea and you have a group and you have your own tribe right and mm-hmm. well you know what the college gives you some money to start the club right mm-hmm. and then you start a club and then you develop it i i can see no getting into that very like easily because it just happens normally and community brings community mm-hmm. i like it i like being able to specialize i agree with you i feel like everybody is in a different little path you know yeah. and so it's all like we're all going to that same path but I'm here and this person might be there and this person might be there you know and so being able to really niche it down i guess is the only way i can right. think of it right. you know so that each person really gets what they need you know specifically yeah. you have best business practices mm-hmm. that are very particular to to industries at the beginning you know business planning is business planning strategic right. planning strategic planning uh learning about you know how to work with banks is 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 kind of the same there's several things that that go across industries right they're okay the same pretty much the same but then you become some kind of expertise in terms of you know mental health and that mental health could take you to many places as you know the people who work on holistic you know training or for couple therapy or you know there there's so many business models within your industry right and and, and I'm fascinated by by the way because mm-hmm. I I see like five or six different businesses and when I work with people like you I I go through all these business plans like okay so are you here what do you want how about this 
So it's very rich because we, uh, the more we know about these things, the more we can we can give back and teach each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the mental health field, we do a lot of different things. It's not just doing therapy anymore. You know, it's like you're you're over here, you're over here, you're over there. Like you're doing so many different things because it's such a broad just industry that is yeah. very needed. You know, it can be very specific, but it's very broad at the same time. And it's so needed. There's so much demand. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So who exactly is Knownpreneurs for? I know this particular Knownpreneurs is in only in Connecticut. Are you aware of there any other programs like this elsewhere in the country? I'm sure there are programs that are, that are trying to tackle the same thing. In terms of, of where we are in terms of the spectrum, there are many programs. One of the things that I see is that there are many programs that try to entrepreneurship as a, as a very broad category. And I think that those programs are really failing to really provide more specificity. The more you broaden your scope and you try to like serve a bigger market, the more it dilutes and it's not really working. I see that the market that is filled with entrepreneurial training is really the market for innovation Mm -hmm. that goes throughout the academia. That is well connected, a lot of training, but then, and then you have a network of capital, venture capital that serves that at, at the end. Conversely, nonpreneurs serve another market. Mm-hmm. It's small to medium enterprises. Uh, and what we're looking to do is, is really feel, fulfill a gap in the market, which is it hasn't been fulfilled by the academia. It hasn't been fulfilled by programs that are uh, looking at, at things long term. We tend to overlook these things because it, the, the innovation is so sexy. Mm-hmm. But the, the small business, mm-hmm. uh, the, the general small business, which most of the people can eat with mm-hmm. that, we tend not to overlook it. It's right. amazing. Mm-hmm. And also, the other thing that, that, I, that I find incredible, the whole narrative of all the innovation platform mm-hmm. is, no, we need grants for 10 years because it takes a long time to develop. What about taking people out of poverty? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that take a long time to do it? So. Right. We need to work on the narrative of, of these things to really, really start uh, transforming. Look, one, one in, in three jobs uh, in the U.S. were created by businesses in their first three years in business. One in three. Now, if you want to look at overall small businesses, two in three, two in three jobs. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at the one in three that in the first three year businesses are created. And mm-hmm. that is data that, that is out there. Now, if what we focus is in, in, in this beginning years, because the, the degree of failure is too big. And if you can help in those three years, you can boost employment, you can boost our wealth tremendously. For banks, it's actually a, a really good deal because banks are trying, they have their Community Reinvestment Act. They have a portion of their lending that has to be to help you know, communities in need. Right. And what Nopreneur does uh, for banks is actually mitigate the risk of failure mm-hmm. of an entrepreneur going through a program. So banks are really looking to lend that money, but they're struggle because they don't know you today. But if you go through a four months process and the training and you're introduced by an organization such as ours, then they say, okay, yeah, if, if it's coming from you and you, you did the whole process, I can work with you, no problem. Right. So that's the, the kind of thing that, that we really worked on. Mm-hmm, makes sense. So what would you say to someone who's starting out 
who doesn't have a known Pandora's where they live at, right? What would be the first steps for anybody who's out here? Let's say they're at the small business BIPOC and they're at the getting known stage. Right. What would you tell them as far as how to scale up to the next level of now I'm known? How do I grow my business? Well, the, the, the first thing is that that if, if you're there, you're probably very talented and risk taker and, and problem solver because that's what all entrepreneurs have. But you you are really maybe you're not, you're not having too much sleep at night. <laughs> because, because an entrepreneur really have a really, really, uh, it's really tough, excruciating to really get get over the hump and really get to stabilization. Right. So, uh, what what you do is you really try to get your coaching in order. You really try to get your community in order. It's all about tribes, right? It's all about who's your tribes, who's your group, who, you, who you're serving, all that. Uh, you know, there, there's it's very easy starting a business to do the wrong thing if you don't have the right coaches sure. or you don't or if you just say you know i know it all i know my customers uh, but there's so many things that programs like this can can help you in tweaking things up in really providing that discipline because at, at the end of the day do you have the right routine that will take you from a to b to c to d one of the things that we look for at, from the beginning is what's your growth this year Mm-hmm. What's your, you know, and show me what your growth is in one year and show me how you're going to be making those sales months to months and then back out and show me what, what your sales are going to be in January, in February, in March, in April, and then show me what would it take you to get to those sales. Mm-hmm. And the whole process, as simple as it is, because, it, you know, it seems common sense, but a lot of people forget about it, is this really to get you to think about your, your future goals, but then how do you build that goal little by little to get to that point? And what do you need? What are the tools that you need? So I think one of the things that's very powerful in our program is the KPI presentations. Because mm-hmm. that, you, you are in front of your peers and you're actually telling them, hey, these are my goals and this is how, how things are going. And then at the end, you said, well, uh, either you share success or you're saying, you know what? I'm struggling with this. Anybody can help me. And immediately people will start helping you. Very so building that, building that community of people who are going through the same thing is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would recommend someone who's right now trying to, you know, going, going like this in the sales and then right. one month is great, one, another month is bad. Mm-hmm. First of all, mindset. You know, you are, you are going through the struggles of any entrepreneur. And by the way, that doesn't end then. Once you stabilize and then you try to go to the next level, you're going to feel the same pain. Actually, sometimes even worse. Because then you're going to have competition, right? You're going to have a lot more competitors and all that. But these are this is fascinating if you look at this as a journey where you're constantly being tested and being able to go through new heights. You're going to be able to make so much more income than any any of your of, of the people who precede you in your family, and and it will be you will be proud. And and at, and at the end of the, of the day, you can sell your business or you can leave your business to the next generation. Right. And it's very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Those KPIs can be a little bit scary, but (laughs) (laughs) I do having those goals. I agree were very instrumental prior to coming into the program. I'm not really sure I had any goals. It was just like, I'm just going to go out here and be a therapist and this is what I'm going to do. Right. (laughs) So even if you're not necessarily achieving those KPIs, because for me personally, I work, I wasn't necessarily able to meet all the ones I first established, but use them to help you pivot to do something different. 
And so despite the fact that I may not have met them all, I still use those same goals to turn around and do something a little bit different. And it also helped change my thought process so that I thought of, okay, so this didn't work, but here, this goal might work, you know? So I think the goals are very important and just knowing that you may not meet them all and that's okay, but doesn't mean that you can't use them to still help you grow, if that makes sense. And that's that's where the, that's where human creativity comes mm-hmm. because you 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 don't have the full picture, right? You probably have A B and then E F G, right? But you don't have C and D, right? right? And then also, you know, all of a sudden you 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 like a, you have an aha moment and you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, look at that! I, I never and and that sometimes happens when you wake up and sometimes it just hits you in the middle of nowhere, like oh my god, this is the way, or, or during a conversation. Right. Like, oh my God, look at that. This is the way because our subconscious is still working to try to solve the equation. Right, right. right? <laughs> it's like you have all the puzzle pieces, you just don't know how to put them all together because <laughs> right. they're all scattered all over. You know, like when you do a, a 500 puzzle piece, like you're just like, how do you? And eventually they all connect, but it takes a little bit of time to figure out where they all go. So exactly. that's, that's what I always say about myself. I'm like I have all these puzzle pieces. I just don't know where they're, <laughs> where they're connecting just yet. That's <laughs> interesting. So are, are you very visual? Are you? you I am. Yeah. Okay. Is that a board you have behind you? It is. Yes. I actually have my, this board has all my goals for 2022 on it that I. There you go. To, you know, this to keep me focused and know what I got going on. And as I'm doing something, I'm checking it off my board as a win because I'm very big on you have to know your wins. And so I check it off. And when I walk in this office, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did this, this and that as a way to motivate me to keep going. That is so powerful. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, it gets lonely sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) And you also doubt yourself sometimes. Yes. And so it's very important to know, okay, even if it's a small win, it's still a win. So, right. you know, right. so even like, for instance, so I've been nominated for a lot of things. I don't always win everything I'm nominated for, but guess what? I still was nominated. To me, that's a yeah. win, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Because somebody thought I was worthy of even being put on the list. Right. Something good. Whereas someone else right. might be like, oh, I didn't win and they feel like they lost. I still won because I was on the list. So, hey. Exactly. And and I, I always say something, and I, I don't know if who said that. I don't know if it was Martin Luther King or, but you, you know, there's no win and lose. There's win and learn. Yes, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it teaches you something and you got to have that outlook in life. Exactly. It goes back to the goals. You may yep. not accomplish it, but what did you learn from it? And how can you use that same goal to pivot and now go in a different direction? That's still going to get you to the ending goal. So it's always a win-win. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that you have some kind of vision board there and you've celebrated the quick wins. That's a yeah. great thing. Yeah. You have to in business. You have to, because if you don't celebrate yourself, who is? So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's amazing. So- with everything that you do, Juan, you, you're a very busy man. <laughs> How does Juan take care of Juan? What, what does self-care look like for Juan? Because that's also very big, big in business. You have to be able to take care of yourself because burnout is real. And I am a firm believer. I say this all the time. Every time I speak, any presentation I give, I say the same thing. Yeah. Ambulance is a very expensive Uber ride. <laughs> 
and burnout will get you in an ambulance. Yeah, so. I know. Uh, well, that's a, that's a good question. I think that, let's see, I, one of the things that I, I kind of do is like, there's certain things that I, I tend to write down when I feel like agitated or when I feel like there's, a, there's some kind of a emotional like situation where I, I don't feel like I'm like, you know, in plateau, I'm, I'm like, like going like this. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to write it down. And I try to say, you know, why, why, what's really the thing that is making me this way, you know? And, and oftentimes when I try to ra- rationalize that, I say, okay, now I pinpointed that and then now I can work around it. So I'm, I'm trying to like solve an equation, the, mm-hmm. to, the problem. What I discovered is, is that I am someone who uh, gets energy from other people a lot. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm more of... You know, the thing that I do at an entrepreneur, the fact that going one-on-one with people, uh, mentoring and, and uh, you know, trying to be useful, you know, um, <laughs> is, is one of the things that give me more, most, the most energy. Okay. I mean, it's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's so, and, and it's always intellectually challenging also because, you know, once you think you know it all, there, there comes someone like, uh, and teach you something that you're like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> So, right. you know, and, and, and it's, it's so fulfilling. And, and then, you know, when we have a graduation and all the testimonials and people like being super excited, I think I, I get a big doses of uplifting sentiments uh, that is really, really energizing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one. The other thing is I do two to three times a week. I exercise, whether play soccer, play tennis. And uh, I have four kids, so I, I keep oh, myself very active. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of work there, right? Yes, um, and uh, yeah, and I enjoy at least uh, a drink at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I take a scotch or I take a, a wine. Listen, and I enjoy it. You know, I, it just relaxes me and it's, you know, I, I my family time and all time. You know, it's just, it just works well, you know you know, exercise and, and having the support of your friends and, and mm. having good friends and, and family close by and doing good for, for, for the world. Yes. You know, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's what Those are is some about. great self-care skills. One of the biggest things they say is in, in mental health and kind of working through challenges is to give back because it makes us feel good when we do things for others. So yes, exactly. You got some great self-care skills, Juan. I love it. So. <laughs> I'm glad I passed a test. <laughs> you get an A plus plus. <laughs> you were going to serve me a curveball there. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Juan, for coming in and talking about nonpreneurs. I greatly appreciate you. I am very thankful that I've been able to be a nonpreneurs, that I'm a graduate of nonpreneurs, that I have my new network of other, you know, BIPOC small business owners that I can rely on. And I'm, I'm just grateful to you. So thank you so much. I appreciate Big you. Hug. Thank you. Thank you. All the best, Danielle. You know, we, we, we're going to be uh, seeing each other quite often. There's going to be a lot, a lot going on that we're going to be evolving. And, and for sure, you're, you're an ambassador to a program. I, I, I love everything you say and you do. And, uh, you know, keep it posted because I really enjoy your successes. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Purple Butterfly Podcast. And a special thank you to my guests. Join me weekly to continue the conversation about self-care 
overall wellness, mental health, and so much more. If you're interested in learning more about self-care and overall wellness, be sure to check out InterU Clinical Services, LLC, on both Instagram and Facebook, as well as my website, www.interullc.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Danielle Turner. Until next time, remember, self-care is not selfish. It is necessary. Make yourself a priority and take care of you.